Welcome back to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. You have got Steph here today and I am joined by one of my dear friends, Jess. Um, Jess and I have known each other for, wow, it's been about 10 years now, which is scary. Oh, it's been longer than that. I think it was like 2010, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We met in uni, um, both doing degrees that we now no longer use in our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor of yeah. Business is like the new Bachelor of Arts. <laughs> um, yes. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about today. So Jess has gone on from her double degree <laughs> in business <laughs> and psychological science. So she does use half of it um, and went on to become a PT. Now, Jess has a very checkered past. She's done a lot of things. She is probably one of the most disciplined people that I know. Um <laughs> Uh, she is now a mum of beautiful little Rose, who is 12 months old now. Mm-hmm. Um, she is the owner of two gyms, one in Brisbane and one in the sunny coast with her partner. And today we're going to have a couple of chats with Jess because, like I said, she's she's been through some things. <laughs> but <laughs> today we're going to be really practical with you guys and we're going to talk about getting back into exercise postpartum. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that this is such a big topic. People are like, you know, in the whole like bounce back culture and that's definitely slowing, which is good because, you know, it shouldn't Mm. really be a thing. Like you've just grown and Mm. birthed a whole human. Um, (laughs) But there's definitely a lot of things that I think a lot of people don't take into consideration when they're trying to get back into exercise. Mm. So Jess, do you want to share with us like, you know, so firstly, let's start with some of the considerations. Like, mm-hmm. how do you know that you're ready? Mm. Um, some things that you need to watch out for, some things that you maybe need to be mindful of now that you, like I said, have <clears throat> that. Yeah. Well, first off, I definitely think it doesn't just start postpartum. Like, if you are able to, I do believe if you can train whilst being pregnant, like, obviously, if you don't have pelvic girdle issues, if your medical professionals say it's generally okay, try and not see some type of movement whilst being pregnant because that initial stage going back postpartum just going to be a bit lighter on the muscles, more so mm-hmm. around the pelvis. Um, and then you don't feel as, when you feel stronger within those six weeks postpartum, like because you have been, you know, at least moving for most of your pregnancy. So that's probably one of the first things that I definitely recommend is that because you're pregnant doesn't mean you're disabled. Mm. Um, making sure that obviously things go well like I was 41 weeks and I was still on the gym but I was doing like just like uh tricep extensions like all that things that were very low impact but still that kept my muscles doing something because I was going to go nuts to be honest um but when it comes to postpartum now there's no one-size-fits-all approach and I highly highly recommend you find yourself a very good women's health physio um, the ones in the hospitals, if that's all you have available to you, then obviously go with them. But maybe an external one because they will provide you with more of an in-depth internal exam. Um, that's be the first thing. But when it comes to those first six weeks postpartum, you ideally don't want to do too much load on your body, but you still want to move. So my recommendation, if you have a, let's say, let's go a natural birth to start with, Um, with minimal complications Um, walking is your best friend but be mindful of the length so what you could do for an hour postpartum is probably more like 15-20 minutes Um, and that's 
probably the first point of call that I would recommend for most women um, because one, you've got this new thing attached to you <laughs> that you know you, <laughs> that's going to be challenging both mentally, physically, um, and obviously with lack of sleep and breastfeeding and stuff like that. Bigger thing is walking and then recommending upper back uh, thoracic movements because if you're breastfeeding specifically, um, you're going to be in a hunched over position, which means you're going to start to develop some really crappy, uh, let's say, movement patterns mm -hmm. and tightness within the chest and then uh, a weakening of the back. Even if you're not breastfeeding, if you're going formula, um, you're still holding this new thing that's fucking what, three, three to five kilos or three to six kilos, depending on how big your baby is. Yeah. So honestly, those first six, well, let's, let's say first one to three weeks, walking, um, pelvic floor exercises, if you, I think, if you feel comfortable enough to, and then things that help you relieve that upper back tension. So just light stretches or a lot of thoracic stuff. And that's honestly your first sort of three weeks. Can you then, can I just interrupt yeah, there, Jess? 100%. What the hell is a thoracic movement? <laughs> oh, yeah, good, good. So your thoracic is your sorry, your upper back. So yeah. your shoulder blades, anything like from the top of the shoulders to the middle of the of the let's say where your belly button is, that that area there. So there's a couple of movements that we, you want to think about, like certainly stretching, like opening up the chest, mm. um, some stretching of the back, doing some light uh if you look up some exercises around just, if you just go postpartum thoracic openers, there's going to be a bunch on YouTube um, to help with that. Cause you want movement within that area. Cause trust me, like I didn't move that much in the first two weeks. I was like, what the fuck? And holding this baby and you're breastfeeding. You're like, oh my God, my back is going to break. And like, I'm a pretty yeah. fit human. I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, so that would be like the first recommendation. Cause you, you honestly don't need anything else and your body is not prepared because your um your uterus is still contracting mm. as well so that's a very tender spot for you you might feel good but you don't know what's actually happening inside if you start to do some stuff you know within that within those first essentially three three weeks I think then um, it, sorry to interrupt you there Jessica no, I think fine. people forget that like even if you do have a natural birth with like no grazing, no tears, you still have a placenta sized, like mm -hmm. dinner plate sized wound inside your uterus. And that is for any birth. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you had a placenta, you've got this wound and we hope yeah. that you've got a placenta. Um, so like, it's, it's really important to remember that, but yeah, even if you are feeling good, that that is still there. <laughs> and like some women, they, it, it might take six weeks for the uterus to come back into, into mm. that, um, like say the, the normal size, but it's not the normal size. It will be larger than what it used to be. Mm. Um, and that's regardless if you have a cesarean section or if, not, if you have a natural birth. Mm. Um, and that's one of the, and that's one of the biggest reasons for why they say don't do any weight-based movement because that's still trying to find out what its new normal is yeah. um, more than anything else. Now, if, if, you know, all systems go within those first three weeks and even you can, this is also relevant to cesarean birth as well, you can start to incorporate some basic gentle movements like a, a bird dog, um, some stuff that helps to move the core within certain ranges because you're, like, you're going to be picking things, something up and down. So you're going to be mm. using the core. So if people freak out like, oh, I can't do exercise. You're bending over and picking up a child now. You are always yeah. moving. So why not do some light movements to help that midsection to start to become more resilient 
because you're going to get back issues because the core is not functioning like it used to be and yeah. similar with the glutes so then the first like three to six weeks regardless if you have a natural breath or a cesarean you want to work on like just glute bridges um bird dogs and depending on the individual light small crunches of the upper abs because they're they're okay um and that's generally all you do until you hit that six week mark well that's what i recommend until you hit that six week mark until you can see your women's health physio to then assess what's the internal damage because you won't know what you've done like i thought i was good i'm like i'm fucking great and she did an internal exam she's like no and it's me i was like i'll go back to the gym i'll do this and I can feel my my midsection feeling like it's not the best, but I was like, oh, I'll be fine. And I couldn't hold a pelvic hold for longer than six seconds. Yeah. And we want to be 10 seconds before you even add load. So I yeah. took I took a very progressive approach back into my training because I was like, I'm not gonna stop this. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna respect my body. Yeah. Like I just birthed a human. <laughs> um, so I would that that's my recommendation is like you don't know what you don't know. You don't know yeah. that your pelvic floor actually isn't what it used to be. So find a professional that can help you with that, regardless of that, if that's at the hospital or an external provider. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's only for your first six weeks. So really respect those first six weeks and ju- just enjoy this new bubble time that you have with your little one, but with some light, light movement that, so that things like the oblique, the glutes can start to, you know, work again because you're going to lose your ass, ladies. You're going to be sitting on the couch, holding this baby longer than you think. Yeah. So do some glue bridges. <laughs> 100%. You are going to be tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also like, I love the walking, the walking aspect, because I think for me, when I had my first baby, I didn't have time with the second and third, or it was just a lot harder because I had two toddlers to also take out. But like taking them out for walks was so fucking good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Like just being like, whoa, everything has changed and I'm not just Steph anymore. I'm like mum now and I, I just, whoa, like what the hell? So like just going for a walk outside, if the weather permits, obviously, mm. um, such a game changer in that first mm. six weeks for like your mental health. But not only that as well, like your baby needs that stimulus as well. Totally. Like your, your baby needs, like in Norway, they leave their kids outside for naps because of the... They do, yeah, the, the weather yeah. and stuff. Yeah, And yeah. the weather to get them acclimatised, but they need like different sounds, different movements mm. um, and mm. like definitely from a mental health point of view. Mm. Like if I didn't walk every day, I went fucking nuts. Like yeah. you get cabin fever. It's a long day. Like you think <laughs> it's not really going to take much, but uh, my God, for something so little, they take up so much time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah doing something for yourself is is it's a nice one and also getting the movement in so happy days double win. yeah find a good cafe walk to the cafe mm. yeah get your <laughs> get your caffeine fix <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk about post six weeks like what yep. are some of your tips there what are some things to watch out for because I think mm. there's this real thing it's like once you hit six weeks you're good to go right like mm. you know that's when they say to get back into exercise mm. so my biggest thing is if your GP says that you're ready to go six weeks, the GP is known for general practitioner work. So they know what, you know, physically, you know, from mm-hmm. what, how you're going, you look good. They wouldn't have done an internal exam so they don't know how things are going. So mm-hmm. when, and if that's all you have available to you, because I know there's a lot of rural people that don't have this service available to them, 
you need to really respect what your body is feeling. So if you feel heavy in your in your uterus or in your like lower lower abdominals, then you need to work a lot on your pelvic floor movements. Now that involves contraction and releasing and being like fully releasing then contracting and not just your kegels because you don't want a, a hypertonic uh, pelvic floor part, postpartum. What the hell so, is a hypertonic pelvic like, floor? Like, like a, like, okay. you think of it like a, like a frozen rubber band. Okay. Like you can't, you can't stretch it. Okay. Um, okay. So, and that's really important. So that's the biggest thing was at six weeks, I went on a road trip to Uluru and all I did was like my core, my core work that my physio had given me. Um, but post six weeks, you want to work on your lower core. So that would be movements that are very light and you really need to listen to your body. Like you might think you feel okay, but if you feel like a bit of a twinge or a bit of a, a weakness, regress the movement. So take it back a notch. Um, because you, like you're not, you know, you're not here to win a race. Don't worry yeah. about what, what the other women on. Like you've got Tia Claire who's just had a baby, but she waited six weeks to train. Yes, mm. she's now doing a lot more than what a normal person would do, but she was doing, she's the fittest woman in the world mm. to start with. Yeah. So yeah. you really need to think about Total what, difference. We, what, we, what were you doing pre, pre-baby, like mm. being pregnant as well? Then maybe do like 20% of what you were doing in that, that, in that first six weeks. So lots of body weight movements. So body weight squats to a chair um tricep extensions onto onto a chair as well but that opens up the shoulders and helps the triceps knee off to an extent kneeling or elevated push-ups to help strengthen the chest muscles and open up the chest muscles and a lot of uh honestly a lot of isolated movements from your arms the legs the glutes and then basic core movements that help more so strengthen the lower core and like kneeling side planks and stuff like that. So that's generally for the first sort of four weeks back into back into movement. Um, mm. I wouldn't, you could do this in a gym um, and do things with bands. If you want that release where you need to leave your house and go and train, but a lot of the stuff that you should be doing for six weeks postpartum, should, you can do it home essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, then after that first, then four weeks back into movement, then you might then start to, load some movements like with a, a dumbbell goblet squat which in other words you're doing a squat with the dumbbell out in front of you that's mm. highly recommended because you can control and manage your midsection with a goblet I wouldn't go back to barbell back squats if you were doing them um pre-baby until at least 12 weeks until the uterus is back into place um you've developed some now lower core strengthening back in because that would have just gone regardless of whatever type of birth that you've had um because that area helps facilitate your pelvic floor mm-hmm. and what a lot of people don't know is that you can actually regress in your pelvic floor strength so you might be a good six weeks but six weeks after that if you've gone back into movement without actually paying attention to what your pelvic floor is doing within those movements you can actually then start to prolapse that pelvic floor yeah, and this, right. this this leads into 12 months postpartum like I'm now 12 months and I'm doing I'm starting to go heavier weight and I can feel my pelvic floor is not capable of holding that anymore like I did a sneeze the other day and I almost peed myself which is not usual for me like yeah. it's, it's not I'm like okay my load now is too great I've acknowledged that this is a uh, uh, I'm not doing my pelvic floor because like I used to so then I need to bring that back in mm-hmm. so you are postpartum for the rest of your life yeah yeah I think yeah. a lot of a lot of women don't realize that as well like just because you're eight months, 12 months postpartum, you still are, are 
recovering. hundred percent. Yeah. It's a lot. Thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm nearly two years postpartum from my third baby and my, I know my pelvic floor is like not where it should be at all. Mm. Like it is definitely nowhere near as good as it was pre kids. Mm. It's yeah. It's definitely something I think you forget that, you know, you've literally grown and birthed a human yeah. and, you know, in terms of the whole, like wait six weeks and you'll be back to full strength. Like it took you nine months to, yeah. to, build that what 10 months I think it is if you go mm. off of actual months not not um weeks but yeah, it's, yeah it takes a long time to actually grow and birth a baby so yeah. you know yeah like be gentle if you're sort of really early in your postpartum journey like don't yeah. don't you don't need to expect to to be doing all of the things like you're already superwoman you're already birthed yeah. a baby so you know just be happy with that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing with like women who go through cesarean sections, like yes, their pelvic floor might not be as, uh, let's say relaxed as someone who has a natural birth. I shouldn't say natural birth, who has a vaginal birth. Yeah. Um, but it's, you still had load on, on the pelvis. Yeah. So you still, still, still respect that. And mm. obviously you've been through like traumatic surgery on your, on your yeah. midsection. So honestly, if I was to suggest anything for anyone do a fuckload of lower core work, mm. like a like a lot of leg like leg lowers, um, leg lifts. So if you just if you once again Google um lower core work postpartum, there's there's a bunch on. I keep saying fuck, I really need to stop. There's a bunch on YouTube. Um, I would just go to town on that for your first six months in conjunction yeah. with progressing back into movement. Mm-hmm. One because it lifts the section that obviously held the most weight. Mm-hmm. We, I don't like to use the word the mum pooch, but everyone knows what I say when I yeah. when I yeah. say that. Yeah. But there has been studies and it is um, anecdotal evidence that if you uh, strengthen that lower core, it mm-hmm. would, does lift that area. So if you if you will, some people, well, sorry, some women, people, sorry, some people will have to be very careful of my pronouns. Yes, people need to be PC, yes. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, lift. Uh, but it, it does lift and you always have skin there if you have mm. depending on the individual but mm. you can make it if you make it stronger it will appear better than it would and then obviously that yep. helps your pelvic floor in the, in, the, in the instance but biggest rule of thumb take your time going back into it you know your body best if mm-hmm. things don't feel right stop yeah you're yep. not here to win a gold medal stop mm-hmm. regress the movement if you're doing a squat and it feels weird do a squat to a bench or a squat to a couch or something like that and then get used to engaging the glutes, the core, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. When it comes to upper body, though, go to town. But past past ten weeks, start doing your pressing and stuff like that. You're usually okay with the upper body stuff. Yeah, it's just the the rest of it from the chest down yeah. that's tanked. Yeah, um, thanks, thanks, kids. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> the sweet angels. <laughs> <laughs> I think like we could obviously go on all day and, and I think it's also mm. really important to note that, you know, any advice is general. Please see your health provider, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um for you know for specific and individualized advice if you are wanting to get back into it there Mm. are so many postpartum you know people who are like certified like Jess is now certified in postpartum training Mm. so like please also be careful about the people that you're that you're seeing for this and make sure that they are certified because you know we don't want to do any more damage than has already been done um Mm. but to finish up I mm, sorry go on and just in recommending like just because if someone tells you to do this, like, hey, this works for me, 
Mm. So for me, it's going to work for you. Totally. Because your birth story is completely different. Your child's completely different. So you use it, use recommendations from, let's say, non-professionals lightly. Yeah. Because once again, you know your body best. And two, Mm. um, like it's harder to come back if, if you regress. Like if your pelvic floor and your area starts to regress, it's harder to come back. So you start and do it right the first time you're sorted. Yeah, totally. Um, let's chat, Jess, about it's like some of the practical, the practical changes, right? Because I know that, you know, you think you'll have this baby and you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna put them in the creche and I'll just go back to the gym and it'll be easy and they'll sleep in mm. the creche. Like Especially, I mean, obviously it, it gets harder the more kids you add and you know, I've got three now and I'm only like, it, it's, I, I've, I've been trying different things for years to try and get back into, into exercise. Um, I've kind of yo-yoed a little bit, like Jess helped me get into shape for my wedding and I managed to lose like five or six kilos then, but then kind of mm. put it all back on when I got pregnant again. Mm. Um, so let's talk about, you know, how it, it, it looks different, right? When you're you know, just you and you maybe like go to the gym after work or before work or whatever. How, how do you fit in exercise around like, you know, not only your child, but you also run, I don't know how many businesses are within your gyms and your PT and all of the things like it, there's a lot of moving parts, but how do we fit that in around all of our added responsibilities? Hmm. It's hard. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. It's I was not fine um (laughs) but like and I don't mean to say it's in the wrong way but I didn't have mat leave Mm, I birthed my baby and I was back to work essentially you know know, like obviously they had some modifications to my workload but like for me that was probably the most challenging part was finding and then also for me if I train, I know it was good for my mental health, but then I also, I didn't want to be away from Rose. I thought I was neglecting yeah. her if I was yeah. doing something, which is like, and, and I knew I wasn't. Like my brain was like freaking weird. Mom so, a bitch. <laughs> so I really needed to adjust my expectations of mm-hmm. what I wanted to do and then what the outcomes I wanted. So the mm-hmm. outcomes I wanted was to just move because like mm-hmm. for my mental health more than anything else. Um, so I went from having an expectation of training for an hour to training for 15 minutes. Yep. And that, and that would just be how I would start was I would find, and, and my partner was very, very supportive of this, obviously because he's a coach as well. And he knows how much I was (laughs) a better person to be around, um, (laughs) if I did some movement. Um, but I just did something that was for 15 minutes and then I did that with her. So I would have Mm. her on the floor in front of me. Because I'm not, this is my own personal um, bias. I'm not a big fan of creches at the moment because mm. I don't know the people that are uh, supporting or looking after them. I don't know yeah. what other kids are in there if they if they are sick or yeah, if they have totally. So, so that so I would do stuff either like by myself or I'd find a place that I could train with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, it would be like finding your minimum amount of time, and then initially, if you don't have time to do it without your baby how do you incorporate little one with you like that's the six or four to six kilo weight you've got there how yeah. can you incorporate your little one into your exercise with you and mm-hmm. it's kind of fun and really cute at the same time um <clears throat> then it would uh, then that's just sort of how I would recommend for most people until they can find uh, if they wanted to go back into a gym then they need to find that time and it would be a lay yourself half an hour 
mm-hmm. to do movement and find things that you could um like your warm-ups um but like for someone like myself now I get up at four o'clock in the morning I'm at the gym by five because it's important but it's because it's important to me <laughs> it's I'm a in the gym by five, yeah and then I leave at <laughs> For about six six thirty, but mm-hmm. it's taken me twelve months to get into this routine because yeah. I wouldn't wake up because I was too tired to yeah. to do that. So it's taken me a full twelve months to get a quote unquote routine. It might take you though six months, mm-hmm. um, but with my current my current lifestyle, that's what I created for. But biggest recommendation for me getting back into it is find your non negotiable time with your partner. And explain to them how important it is to you to move. And I felt, and if they love you, they'll understand. Mm. Um, and then maximize that time you got away from bum. So don't, when I mean by that, like go and do a massive hit session and like fuck yourself, yes. but like come in with purpose, go yeah. out with, go out with purpose as well. So totally wrangle, wrangle that schedule, find out minimum two days, two days, yeah. 30 minutes at least. Yeah. Um, and find that supportive network. And if you don't have that for a single gym, find a facility that allows you to have a creche or a mums and bubs class where you can mm. bring your bub and leave in the bub in the pram mm. whilst you do your exercise. Because the, yep. and and like there's a lot of places that will allow for it. You just have to ask, hey, yeah. can I bring my baby? I'll leave it in the pram. And if the baby starts to cry, you'd be surprised at how many like mums might be in the class. Like, oh, I'll hold her. Obviously, post. Yeah you know, vaccinations and stuff, if that's what you yeah. do as well. Yeah. Um, but you have to make it work. No one's going to make it work for you. That's my yeah. biggest. Like, yeah. Don't rely on people to save you because they're not going to save you because you're not going to save yourself. So true. Like, I think um, I think that's the biggest thing is that priority. Like, I've spoken about this before on the on the pod, but, like, every single Tuesday my husband goes to jiu-jitsu and it is his non-negotiable. Like, he, he was going a lot more. He's been working heats lately, so he gets mm. that one day a week and it's never a question as to whether or not he's going. Like, And I would never stop him from going. Like, I think there's been maybe once or twice mm. in the three or four years that he's been doing it where I've just been like, babe, all of the kids are sick. I I need you home tonight. Like I just can't do solo bedtime tonight, but yeah, it does come down to that. Right. Like I've recently mm. started doing couch to 5k. So I've yeah, been doing, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing my runs and it's three days a week. So it doesn't have mm. to be every single day, you know? Nah. Yeah. Getting up at 4am and doing like three hours in the gym. Like it's just not going to work anymore. Right. So mm. I'm like, okay, my three days, I do like Tuesday, Thursday and um Saturday we're super lucky that we own five acres so I run around the block yeah and my husband's in the house with the kids I run around the block and it's like a 35 minute thing and then I'm back but I just say to him when he gets home I'm like I've got my shoes on I'm like I'm going and he's like yep no dramas that's fine but again it's that communication of like this is important Mm -hmm. to me and I need this time for me so Mm -hmm. I need you to be supportive of that 100% Um, but I think the other thing as well is like the tiredness that you feel being a parent and I genuinely don't think that goes away like people sort of say like if you eat well and you move like it will go it is honestly like just that mental load Mm. and we have a um an episode on this somewhere in this season I'm not sure where this episode's gonna be sitting (laughs) um about like that exhaustion and I think for me the biggest reframe that I found really helped in this regard was you're going to be tired anyway. Mm. 
Yeah. Like yep. you're, you're tired anyway. You are responsible for another human or humans mm. and all the other shit. Like if you can't find time for yourself, honestly, it's more exhausting. Yeah. And I think that's like one of the biggest things for myself is I am selfish, which means I will find like I, I'll, I'll completely blatantly accept because what I mean by that is like it, what, it's taken me probably six months to become selfish again. But what I mean by that is like if I now, now, like 12, or 12 sorry, 12 months postpartum, if I don't yeah. move or do something for me, no matter how tired I am, mm. I am so much worse. Yeah, like totally. As an individual, as a worker, as a partner, mm. like poor Dylan will, will <laughs> cop a lot if I don't train. And I don't mean to. It's like, it's not like a, I'm yeah. a bitch because I didn't train. It's like, I don't have that my mental release. Yeah. Um, and like, like when it comes, and I always think as well, you can shift your energy in a matter of seconds. If you consistently yeah. tell yourself, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, if you constantly play to that narrative and that's yeah because we're all fucking tired yeah if you consistently play that narrative you're always going to feel more tired than you can be but if yeah. like nah shot of coffee into it done yeah. get them put on music like yeah. music is like your such um, a good energy shifter because <laughs> mm, like, such a good one you're going to be tired for the next 18 years yeah like, <laughs> for, forever I think like even when they yeah. move out of home you know, yeah. I still, I'm sure I still stress the crap out of my mum some days. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, like, like if you accept the new norm and yeah. be like, yep, just find something that creates an energy shift. Mm. Don't play to the victim mentality of yeah. I'm a mum, I'm tired. And, like, yes. and if you are, but I should, yeah, if you are, because you are going through parts of postpartum depression, mm. start like find people that you can exercise with because yeah. your exercise will create that level of serotonin dopamine whatever the neurotransmitters are that make you feel better you know yeah. the endorphins yeah. all that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. it will help you so much totally. regardless if you're six months or six weeks postpartum totally I think um it's really easy to underestimate the power that exercise can have and I just want to wrap up by finish by um bringing you back to a topic but it's something you mentioned just before that you're selfish and I think like <laughs> that that's such a huge narrative that mothers tell themselves and it's something that I'm super passionate about like undoing is that whole martyr syndrome that like if we do anything for ourselves it makes us selfish and we mm -hmm. suck and honestly mm -hmm. like I think you've hit the nail on the head when you say like you recognize I'm a shitty person when I don't do this. Like I cannot emotionally mm. regulate. And especially like, you know, now Rose is moving into toddlerhood. You <laughs> Like you need to be on your A game when you are dealing with kids. Like you can't be this burnt out, clapped out version of yourself who cannot emotionally regulate, who cannot, you know, handle anything, who mm. can't handle them screaming because my goodness me, some of the tantrums that my nearly two-year-old is throwing at the moment. I'm like, Haha, by the time my husband gets home, I'm like, I'm going for my run, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> love you yeah but it is really important that you are taking that time for yourself and maybe not you know the second that you've shot a baby out but you know yeah. in the in the preceding months and as they get a bit older and older like mm. that excuse of I'm I'm a mum and I don't have time mm -hmm. it becomes less less of a like mm. I think there's a difference between a reason and an excuse right like 
Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you know, your kid's got the flu. You're probably oh, not yeah. going to get in your pump class, right? <laughs> like <laughs> there's going to be yep. like, there's going to be weeks when it just doesn't happen mm -hmm. because work is insane or your partner's yep. working away or yeah, the kids are sick. Literally. Or yeah. This or you're just like, you know what, today I can't, I just can't do it. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, like be gentle, but then also be hard on yourself for it. Yeah. Um, like, is this a reason or is it an excuse? Yeah. And like, and I, I probably parent a lot differently to others. And I, mm. I, for me, I live by, to an extent, mm. Rose fits in with me. I don't fit around Rose. Yeah. Um, obviously nap times and feeding sure all that's normal, but like if I'm going to do something because it's going to be really good for me, it's going to be good for her. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like it, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a flow on. Yeah. That's the word. Mm. Flow on effect. <laughs> yeah. Brain. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't trained today because I had my partner's away. <laughs> See, there you go. Reasons. <laughs> um, all right. We'll wrap up there guys. But Jess, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, we would love to hear about it. If you want to follow Jess, she has quite the platform on Instagram. You can find her at jester j-e-s-t-e-r underscore underscore we will pop her instagram handle into the show notes as well um but yeah we hope that you've received something from this please share like review us we love hearing back from you guys about how this stuff is landing and we will see you next time bye